0: And I would invite you to take out your Bible this morning, opening to Psalm 141, Psalm 141, the text from which we will unify our hearts and unite our hearts to to seek the Lord together, that we may uh, pray to him with one accord this morning. Psalm 141, I'll begin reading this morning in verse 1. David writes, O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity and let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let my my head not refuse it. Yet my prayer is continually against their evil deeds. When their judges are thrown off the cliff, then they shall hear my words, for they are pleasant. As when one plows and breaks up the earth, so shall our bones be scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes are toward you, O God, my Lord, in you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that they have laid for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Well, there's a lot in this text. You will notice, I hope, there's a parallel between the message of Psalm 140 and Psalm 141. Back in Psalm 140, last Lord's Day, we saw that that psalm was a prayer to the Lord to save me from evil men. And as we look at Psalm 141, you you can't miss that that's exactly what we have here as well. Lord, save me from evil men with an added plea. Lord, not only save me from evil men, but also save me from evil me. Look at verse 3 again. He prays to God, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity. And let me not eat of their delicacies. Now maybe we can resonate with David's own experience. Now again, we understand, as we've seen with David, he's being attacked unjustly so, we know the story of David, and maybe we've been in a similar situation. Uh, Maybe someone slanders you. Maybe somebody is seeking to undermine you, maybe in your job or something like that, Or, or maybe someone's seeking to physically do your harm, and what they are doing is clearly wrong. But in your heart, how you respond to that can be as displeasing to the Lord. And that's what David's prayer is here to the Lord. As he's being unjustly attacked by his enemies, he is actually praying to the Lord, not only, Lord, save me from my enemies, but also, Lord, even as my enemies are attacking, all kinds of motions are being set into my heart right now. And and, and even as they, they continue to settle in my heart, some of them are not pure. Some of them are not good. Some of them are not pleasing to you. And that is a challenge, isn't it, for us? Every one of us know what David's going through here unjust treatment, unjust slandering, unjust whatever. And then we respond in a a way that's not pleasing to the Lord. David here says, Lord, I don't want to do that. David's a man after God's own heart. He's not perfect, but he doesn't want to respond in a way that's not pleasing. And so he realizes that, yes, he has a problem, and it's the evil men out there, but he's also very much aware that his greater problem is the evil man in here. And so he prays both for deliverance from evil men, but also we could say from himself. Deliverance from himself. And that's what we see there in verses 3 and 4. Everything around that is deliverance from verses 1 and 2. He's crying out to God, 3 and 4, deliverance from me. And then the rest of it is, Lord, keep me, preserve me from the evil men. But specifically, David asked that the Lord would keep two things clean, his lips his heart. And, and brothers and sisters, this is so good, so important for us this morning. Verse 3: Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. He's asking for the Lord. He's self-aware. He knows I'm one of those who is likely to spew out from my mouth. And, and you know, I get a little sassy, and I don't care who hears me. I'm just I'm just me. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. David says that's not pleasing to the Lord. In Christ, we are to have died to ourselves, and our 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 words should be filtered. And so He's asking, Lord, help me to be careful with my words. Help me not to mix and mingle my own selfish agenda with what's pleasing to You. But everything needs to be grace and mercy and pleasing to You. Guard my lips. But then in verse four, He goes beyond the lips. He moves to the heart. Which makes sense because it's out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. Verse 4, do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. I think think kind of what he's talking about here is, think about when you're in mixed company uh, as a believer with an unbeliever. Sometimes we're inclined to, we know we don't belong, and we know we probably shouldn't be participating in some of the conversations and joking, that we. but we, we, we want to fit in, we want to be there. And the longer we do that, we can begin to find ourselves becoming just like the unbeliever in our thinking, in our joking, in our jesting, in the way that we talk. And, and David, the psalmist here, is praying, Lord, don't let me go down that path. As I'm surrounded by my enemies and they are doing unjust things to me, Lord, don't let me, in response to that, become just like them. Lord, I want to be like you. I want to be with you. So don't let me, verse 4, eat of their delicacies. So what do we eat upon? Upon Christ. We drink from Christ. We eat upon Christ. We turn to Christ. David here is praying, What Jesus modeled for us, lead me not into temptation. That's that's just generally what's being prayed here. All this is going on around me. It's unjust. It's not true. But Lord, lead me not into this temptation. In in this trial that I'm facing, evil men are trying to get to me. They're trying to undermine me. They're, they're, They're saying all kinds of wrong things. Don't let wrong words in turn come out of my mouth. Don't let it well up in my own heart. Lead me not into temptation. This very much fits in with what we've been looking at in the book of Revelation last week with Revelation 17. We'll be talking more about that this morning with Babylon. Don't let Babylon enter into my heart. Keep Babylon out of me. And I think for us this morning, if we're not praying as David here, Lord, lead me not into temptation. Protect me from Babylon. Keep Babylon out of me. If we're not daily, maybe even moment by moment, praying, Lord, lead me not into temptation, then we either think too highly of ourselves or far too low about our sin. And didn't we say last week, that's the very definition of worldliness. Babylon, the great prostitute, worldliness, all the same thing there. Well, What is it? When it infiltrates my heart and my thoughts of God become far too low, And when that happens, my thoughts of myself become far too high. My understanding of sin becomes far too low, and my Christ becomes almost unnecessary, an add-on. That's worldliness. David here is praying, Lord, don't let this happen to me. Lord, don't let me eat of the delicacies of the world. Help me to eat from the wonders, the beauty, the majesty of Christ. As we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation, appropriate God's means of grace. Look to Jesus. That's how we're protected from Babylon, looking unto Jesus. And Last Lord's Day, I introduced to you a sermon from Thomas Chalmers, uh, the expulsive power of a new affection. How do we get Babylon out of our soul? It must be replaced with a greater love. That love is God in Christ. God in Christ. Where did you first fall in love with God? He, He brought you to the cross. It's there where if you're finding Sin welling up, evil me welling up. Go back to that cross again and again and again and again. And let that love of God be reignited in the soul. Love for Christ be reignited in the soul. That's the only thing that expels Babylon, worldliness, the evil that David here is asking God to guard against. It's the only thing that gets it out of the soul.